Hello and welcome to the No Room for Doubt podcast. My name's Kyra Matthews. I'm a manifestation obsessive and I help creatives and independent business owners overcome self-doubt and anxiety so they can build thriving businesses online. So let's get into it. Hello friends. Welcome to the podcast. Today's episode has actually been requested by a friend of mine. The other day I was co-working with two wonderful um, business owners, freelancers, and we were talking about networking. And I was talking about something that I had done recently to build a relationship or a connection with someone. And they both looked at each other and was like, that is brilliant. You need to do a podcast on this. So here I am doing a podcast on this. I realised over the last few weeks especially, I've been talking about the power of networking, the power of building a community where you feel seen and known and heard and supported and where you're able to see others, hear others and support others. I've talked about the power of going to events such as Future Self Nights and joining communities such as the Stack World. I'm a big, big fan of what they do. However, I haven't actually spoken that much about what to do when you get to the event or when you meet the people. What happens after you meet something, someone interesting? That is what I'm going to be talking about in today's episode. So I'm going to be speaking really candidly. As much as I can, I'm going to share real stories that I have done, tried, used, so you can see this in action, and so you can see what is possible. And as you're listening to this episode, I want you to take all of the nuggets and the nutrients from all of my work and all of the episodes that you've listened to before to put this into practice. So on the podcast, I'm always talking about overcoming and is it really overcoming or just allowing your fear of rejection to be there and still doing the thing and still sending the email and still hosting the event, allowing you that fear of failure to be there, but not letting it stop you. And this is really going to be an episode where you're going to want to listen to these things, listen to these sort of like, can I call them hacks or tactics that I'm going to be sharing? And then you're going to want to be like, okay, my brain is going to be really scared to try this, but I'm going to be willing to try this anyway. And what I will do is in the show notes of this episode, I will link a couple of episodes that will support you with that. So you can listen to the show and then listen to another episode that's going to get you hyped so you can take action on some of these. And what I'm going to recommend you do is don't listen to this episode and then put it down. Try and take action on what you hear today as soon as possible. Choose one thing, one person, one event. Take action as soon as possible because then it's going to be first it's fresh in your mind and you're going to be really hyped up you're going to be like okay let's do this and also like it's so much easier like you won't give your brain like too much chance to ruminate and like think about it and contaminate it's almost like when you have a photograph like a printed photograph like you want to hold the edges you don't want to get your fingerprints all over it because then it kind of ruins the photograph it's almost what it's like like you want to just like have the idea in your mind see how this relates to you put it out in the world 
and be done. So I heard really early on this brilliant piece of advice and it has always, always stuck with me. It is like, you know how some people grow up and they're like, thou shall not steal. I also grew up with that. (laughs) And it's very important. But this piece of advice is really up there for me. It's like embedded in my DNA. It's embedded in how I do things. It is my approach to everything. And I'm going to gift it to you here now. And that piece of advice was, when you go out into the world, don't make connections, make friends. And the person who shared this beautiful, simple, concise, golden nugget was essentially saying that if you think about the 90s and you think about like bankers and you think about men and you think about what networking used to be, and I guess it even still is in some spaces, networking used to be about business cards and suits and peacocking who has the biggest job who's more impressive making other people feel bad and just like really ick and it used to be very much about how many people can I know or get to know at this event and really rather than it being about community and the conversation and what you can give to a space I think networking had associations with taking and who is the best and that kind of gross ickiness. And I think that's why so many companies are trying to, you know, rewrite the story of networking. And so when you go into a networking event and that is your approach, your approach is to just like get a bunch of business cards and like meet a bunch of people and just like essentially show off like who you are of what you've done or whatever. It's really off-putting. It's off-putting for the people that meet you at the events. It's also really, could be really off-putting for you because you don't really get to enjoy the event and you don't feel seen and part of the community because you've just viewed everyone as numbers. You don't get the, the good bits that come with a sense of community. And how I've taken this piece of advice and used it in my life is that when I worked in fashion and I was working in styling, I never applied for a job. I applied for like fashion design jobs, but when I was working in styling, I never applied for a job. I didn't even really have a CD or a cover letter. And yet I worked with some incredible brands and magazines. I worked with Dazed for a short time. I worked with Evening Standard Style. I worked with Paul Smith, ASOS, and so many other companies I can't even remember now. And I've worked with so many incredible stylists and photographers and just dream vibes. And the reason why I got the chance to be in those rooms isn't because my mum was super connected, worked in fashion and connect could connect me to all these people. That was not the case. Nobody knew me or my family. The reason why I got these opportunities is because I would go onto these jobs where if you've never been on set before, the setup is essentially there's a photographer, there are his assistants, and sometimes there's just one assistant, sometimes there's like three, there's a makeup artist, their assistant, there is people who are doing set design, there are people who are producers, there's a whole team that comes together. And depending on how big the project is, depending on how many days a shoot is, like your team could go from five people to 20, 25 people, depending on how you know, the size and the scale of the project and the brands that are involved. 
And what that means is that nearly every day I would be working with new teams, new people. I got really good at building meaningful connections with people in a quick or sorry, in a short amount of time. And I got really comfortable with being some element of myself with new people. And what that would mean is that I would be doing a shoot and I would end up having a really fun conversation with the hairstylist, for example, or be doing a shoot and I would really get on with the photographer or the photographer assistant or me and the producer would really connect. And what would happen is maybe we'd stay in touch or maybe a few weeks would go by. But then they would think about they would have another job come their way and maybe they thought I'd be a good fit for it. And they'll email me and maybe I'm available. And if I wasn't available, I would send it on to somebody else and vice versa. There was this very strong sense of interconnectedness and if an opportunity came your way and it wasn't the right fit for you, the corner of the industry that I was, we were very good at being like, I'm not the right fit, but work with this person. And so we were always passing opportunities around. We were also always keeping in touch with people when we had opportunities. It really developed my sense of what the power of what networking could be because that was like my whole income, my whole career. And at the time, I didn't even realise it was networking. It was just the way that I worked. And the only reason that I realised what I was doing was maybe kind of unique was because I would go to the pub and I'll be like, oh, like I worked with this brand. And someone will be like, how did you work with that company? I have been sending emails and trying to reply from the outside for like months or years. How did you get in and do that job? And I think that when we are women and we live in a society like we do, there is a sense that we have to do things the correct way, the right way. We have to apply for a vacancy or we have to email them through some, you know, we have to email the company at the support email address or the hello email address. I never did that. I do not recommend doing that in any case. I recommend meeting the people, having conversations, showing up as a human, seeing other people as a human, and that being the way to build your network, your business, your growth. And it's really interesting, as I was preparing for this episode, I was thinking about how it's really easy to see a brand and think that they're one huge monolith. For example, if you have a dream to collaborate with Ikea, it's really easy to be like, Ikea is this huge, giant business. Who the hell am I? I never think about companies like that. I always think about companies in terms of people. IKEA is a company who probably has hundreds of thousands of employees across the world. But essentially, the team that runs collaborations are going to be a team of 20, 30 people. That is actually huge. It's probably going to come down to like three or four people that like run collaborations, promotions, events and things like that. I just think about connecting with the humans. And I think that that like takes down some of the fear that other people might have about networking just how you have fears and desires and hopes and dreams, the people that you're wanting to connect with on the other side 
also have fears, desires, and dreams. And networking is never about using people just so you can get a leg up. That's not community. It's not fun. Do not do that. (laughs) I have like a very low tolerance for people who do that to me. I can tell it straight away. We shut down the conversation. It's not going anywhere. We get the opportunity in this day and age where there's so much social media there's so much going on all the time. We really have this amazing opportunity that many generations before didn't have didn't have the chance to be able to be connected to so many different people across so many different works of life, backgrounds, experiences, skills, and etc. When we think about networking and connecting with people, it's really important to think about what can I give? Like what can I offer the people that get the chance to connect with me and immediately for some of you I can hear your brain saying but I don't have anything to give I'm just starting blah 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 you have your personality your presence your amazing humanness maybe you're really funny or interesting in some way allowing people to get to know you is giving something okay we all have something to give you might have a very interesting corporate background you might have a very interesting hobby or upbringing like you are an interesting person I don't care what you say if you think you're not interesting you are lying (laughs) like we all have something to give so when I'm using the word networking please don't take that as like in a gross way we are here to create a sense of community where we are all supporting each other sharing opportunities and really lifting each other up A big thing for me is thinking about my future self, thinking about who I want to be. As you all know, my future self owns a penthouse. In order to own that penthouse, my business would have to reach a lot of people and do a lot of good work in the world. When I think about that penthouse, first of all, I imagine like all of my friends coming over for like brunch every Sunday or something or like one Sunday a month. Like we always have brunch or dinner at my house. Like I want my penthouse to be the center of my social life. But also in order to get there, like in order for my business to get to that place, I'm going to have to meet a lot of people. It's going to take a village. And so this is just a shout out to say, if you're dreaming big enough, your dreams will require you knowing other people. At this point, like where you are, maybe you know the exact people that you'll need to support that dream. Maybe you won't know the people that will come into your life and be angels in disguise. They will bless you with more blessings than you could have ever expected or asked for. And so giving yourself the opportunity to go to networking events and make friends, go to a book club and really connect with the people there and to be open and to be willing to be seen and the willingness for people to get to know you. It will bring so much to your goals. It is just ridiculous. I just can't talk about this enough. Okay, so the first story. Story is about a publisher. I don't think I've ever spoken about this here on the podcast, but alongside my penthouse, I also want to write a book. And I am willing to self-publish it. I really don't mind. But I am flirting with the idea of 
having the support of a traditional publisher and editor. A couple of years ago, I think this was either 2019 or 2020, but I had definitely started my business at the time. I went to an event and it wasn't really a networking event, but it was like an event for creatives of colour who wanted to connect and wanted to be in a really nurturing space. There were people sharing their projects, people sharing what they're working on. It was really cool, really fun. And I think the organiser of the event still runs events to this day. And I remember meeting this person at this event. We spoke for maybe like 10 minutes. We just had a little like good little chit chat. It was super nice. They worked in publishing, but I can't remember like what area they worked in. I think they had like published their own book or own magazine. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And we were like, oh, let's stay in touch. And we shared Instagrams and we followed each other. And that was really the end of it. Nothing really happened after that for a while. But we kept on following each other. So they go off, do their thing. They're like killing it. They're in their future self vibes, manifesting, love it for them. I go off and obviously I'm doing my thing. I'm killing it. I'm in my future self vibes and I'm manifesting. And in 2021, I, I released the journal and loads of people buy it and some people's names who buy the journal I recognize it some people's names I don't recognize but loads of people buy the journal it's super fun it's amazing then in the summer of 2023 I actually have no idea if I'm allowed to share this story so don't tell anyone But in the summer of 2023, this person who I had met for like 10 minutes at a networking event in 2020 had purchased the journal in 2021 and reached out to me in the summer of 2023 because they were the commissioning editor of a publisher and they were interested in working on a journal with me. Obviously, when I received that email, I was hyped. And I think the first line was like, hey, I don't know if you remember, but we met at this event and blah, blah, blah. It blew my mind. And here is what the lessons that I took from that story experience scenario. When we meet people at networking events, we have no idea what our impact is going to be. It's very easy for you to minimise your impact, especially if you feel like you're at the beginning of your business or you feel like business isn't going well, you're not sure if you should do it. I was at the beginning of my business when I met this person and I still introduced myself as a coach. I still showed up as if... I guess I was like practicing my future self vibes even then. I walked into the room, I introduced myself confidently, I allowed this person to get to know me, I got to know them. I had no expectations for where that conversation would lead. I wasn't like, okay, I'm meeting this person because they're gonna offer me a book deal in three years. I was just being really open and being really curious. And then obviously I went away and I published my journal. When I published it, I didn't really think about a publisher being interested in it. I don't think that was like at the forefront of my mind or even in my mind at all. I published the journal just from this place of complete power. I believed 
and still believe in the future self 90 day journal so much i use it all the time i love it my clients had been using it and were starting to love it as well i really just showed up on instagram and i sold it and one of my favorite marketing teachers always talks about whenever you're going into a launch you're not just selling this launch at this time you're selling all the people who are watching you who aren't ready to buy like all these future opportunities like every launch has the potential to build on top of future opportunities and I think when most people are launching things they just think oh if I sold 10 journals or 10 of my product then only 10 people were interested when actually no I think it's more like you sold 10 and you've probably created 20 people that are really interested in your work in the future and 20 more people who can connect you to other people who would be interested in your work I think about it more like that and so I showed up I really believed in this product that I was offering I didn't actually recognize her name when she bought the journal so I just sent it to her And I was honestly so honoured that she had reached out. But I was also really proud of myself because I saw this vision that I really believed in. I held the faith in that vision. I went after it. I showed up with pride and courage and I'm going to say graciousness. Like what a word to describe yourself. Like, am I talking about Princess Diana or am I talking about Kyra Matthews? Like, I don't know. (laughs) I showed up with graciousness in the world promoting my work. And then this opportunity came in. Granted, that one opportunity was that one publisher. It hasn't worked out quite yet. It's still something we're talking about. I should probably stop talking about this now. But it really showed me the power of like, when you go out into the world and you do things, you just have no idea what other people are going to see in you and what you're doing. And if you are hiding, like you're not showing up on Instagram, you're going to events and you don't introduce yourself by who you want to be known by. You introduce yourself by like who you are. For example, maybe you are a nurse, but you're launching a fashion brand don't introduce yourself as like, oh, I'm just a nurse. Be like, I'm a nurse who's creating a fashion brand. Like introduce yourself as who you want to be known for. So much power in that. Like when you show up in these moments, you have no idea how all of these things are going to come back to you. So lesson number one, be open, allow people to see you connect with people, share Instagrams after, go out into the world, be that person, be your future self, and just know that every single time you post, every single time you post something and you only get five likes, every single time you send an email and people unsubscribe, just know that there are people that are watching in the wings that really want to support you and really want to send opportunities your way. That's, I'm really proud of that. That's a good lesson. Lesson number two, or story number two. Obviously, this opportunity that happened this summer has really made me really keen to see if I could get a publisher. Granted, that publisher didn't work out, but I'm like, if this publisher saw something in me, then it's highly likely that another publisher would find me really interesting and it would be worth me talking to. So I'm going on this journey of getting a book deal. Let's see if it happens. 
And I think one of the reasons why I don't mind talking about this publicly is because even though I would love to write a book with a publisher, I don't feel super attached to the idea. This could happen in a year, but I'm also like, it might take three years of networking, chatting, building relationships to happen. And I'm totally fine about that. I'm in no rush. And so this opportunity is really wet my palette. And so now I'm going on this journey. How am I gonna connect with the people who'd be really interested in my work? And so here is one thing that I'm doing. I found someone in my industry. They're also, they're sort of like a coach, public speaker. They talk about confidence and a lot of similar things. And they have written a book. First of all, I Googled their name and I found all of the journalists that had written a piece about them over the last 12 months. So I Googled their name and all of the hits that came up from like magazines and newspapers. I then got the name of that journalist and put them in a table that I created on Notion. So I have a list of journalists that are interested in writing about the topics of personal development, mindset and coaching. Those journalists, I then connected with some of them on LinkedIn. Some of them, I've done things like I've invited them to Future Self Nights. I'm like, come and get to know me. You're probably going to meet me. You're going to want to write a story about me. Amazing. Some of them aren't in the UK and I'm connecting and networking with them in other ways. I'm wanting to build a long term relationship. I want people to write about me so that I can expand my reach. And not only that, I have this list of journalists. I also found the publisher that that published their book. I went on LinkedIn, searched that publisher. And I also like did a little bit of like Googling in terms of news, because often when people publish and announce books in the article, the person who is the editor of that book will say, yeah, I'm so happy that we're writing this book with XYZ person. I then found that person's name, added them on LinkedIn. I don't think they've accepted me because that's the kind of person I would definitely invite to Future Self Nights. And if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, that's cool, but I don't want to host my own event in order to, you know, connect with people. Even if I wasn't hosting Future Self Nights, I would connect with people and be like oh hey I'm going to this really interesting event I would love to get to know you I thought it might be more fun than a coffee would you be interested are you up for doing that or hey I've been following the stuff you do on LinkedIn or I've been following the stuff that your publisher has been doing or I read the article that you wrote a couple of months ago on XYZ I would love to chat about any upcoming projects that you have would you like to go for a coffee either in person or virtual And it's these things that I'm doing that got my friends really excited about what I was doing because it's so easy to be like, oh, I would love a publisher to reach out to me. I would love a publisher to like work with me. Often we're not taught like how to actually make that happen. Like, do not get me wrong. I am a big believer in things coming, just landing in your inbox. One of the reasons why I love manifestation, obviously when the first publisher reached out, I didn't actually do anything other than be myself for that publisher to reach out. But now I feel like I'm in this really active place where I'm like, okay, universe, if I can have anything that I want and if getting that thing that I want gets to be fun, then I'm gonna play with this. I'm gonna explore what it's like to really put myself out there 
and just to be really upfront about what I want. So this brings me on really nicely to my next sort of hack idea strategy that I'm playing with and trying. So I'm meeting a lot of people that are wanting to be booked for events, they want to do talks, they want to be featured on panels, they want to do more live and in-person stuff. And honestly, live in person, if you get the opportunity to do a talk, if you get the opportunity to be on a panel, they are so fun to do. I know it might be nerve wracking, but definitely say yes if you get the chance. So talks are really fun because depending on who you're doing it with, you will get paid a speaker fee, but then also you get introduced to this brand new audience. So a talk can have anywhere from 10 people to 100, 250 people in a room all at the same time talking about or listening to whatever you have to say, listening to what you are an expert in, which is such a great opportunity for you. So you get that original fee as a speaker, but then you also get this opportunity of all of these people that are interested and there to hear what you have to say. So fun. So how do you get booked for something like this? First of all, self-promotion. If you are already the kind of person that you're getting these kind of opportunities, make sure that you're always talking about the fact that you have had these opportunities. What happens is that People want to see that you're open to doing these types of events. And if you've already done them, make sure that you're talking about them. Have them somewhere on your website so people can see that they're there. Either have a case study, have a blog where they just live online. And even on your social media, if you did an event a year ago, two years ago, don't be afraid to talk about it. Talk about the experience. Talk about how fun it was. Just because you've done it a year or two years ago doesn't mean that you can't talk about it again. Tell people that you're open to these kind of events. You know, there's people on LinkedIn that are really good at this. So obviously, Steph Sold Williams, the founder of Fuck Being Humble, she talks about things that she's done one one year ago. Just because you've done them a while ago, if you want to do them again, post about it. Let people know. Also, Jasmine... I'm not sure of her last name. Oh, Jasmine Douglas. She's the founder of Babes on Waves. And she's always talking about the work that she's done, the things that she wants to get involved in. And she invites people to reach out to her if they have any opportunities. We have to get into that self-promotion mode. But however, if you aren't currently in that place where you're getting booked for these opportunities so you don't actually have anything to promote yet, any past events that you've done and you want to get started, there's a couple of things I've suggested. First, you either find a way to do it in a small capacity. Maybe you collaborate with someone in your local community. Maybe you do an online event and you leverage that, like you talk about that and you promote that and you really big that up. Maybe you start hosting a meetup with freelancers or creatives in your area and you start to build it from there. Or you can do something else. And this is really savvy. So make sure you got your journal out. No matter what industry you're in, whether you are a YouTuber, whether you are a beauty influencer, a masseuse, a graphic designer, a coach, it really doesn't matter what you do. Every single year there are going to be industry events, conferences, festivals, 
huge events that are always going to be looking for content, speakers, workshop facilitators, every single industry. There's like not an industry that won't have some kind of industry event. What you want to do is create a list of all the events that you would love to be a speaker at. They can be events in your country. They can also be events and conferences in other countries. Obviously, depending on the brand and depending on the event, sometimes they're happy to fly speakers out. You just have to like have that conversation with the organisers. And so you've got this list of industry events then what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to find the people who are responsible at these events for booking talent. How do you find the people? First of all, a simple Google search may bring up the people. Some events actually have like web pages where they're like, hey, if you want to be part of this event, like put your details in there and we'll get back to you. Fantastic. I love to speak to a human if I can. There's a couple of ways I would do that. I would find people who have previously been a speaker at this event. I would go on their LinkedIn or their social media. When people do events, they often do this sort of like, I'm so grateful I had the chance to speak at XYZ event. Thank you so much. And often in the post where they're like, thank you for the chance to speak at this event, they will tag the person or thank the person that got them involved with that event. Like, thank you so much for Sam or Abdul or Samantha for getting me, for bringing me in or supporting me on this project or really helping out. I will then build a connection with that person i'll either add them on instagram i'll follow them on linkedin i would see what they're about i would find out what their relationship is to the event and if i found that they were the right person to talk to i would reach out i would send them an email or a message i would start building a relationship it really depends like if they are like directly a booker i might be like a bit upfront and be like oh hey how's it going really it seems really exciting the work you're doing I'd love to get to know you and hear more about uh, like what you've got coming up I might invite them for a coffee and just like get to know them in a more casual way so I can get a really strong idea of what kind of things they're looking for but I would definitely build a relationship with that person I would then also if I found out that that was the right person I would look at what their title is in terms of their organization for festivals and industry events there's going to be a couple of different titles that will be kind of similar and kind of different so you might be looking for the festival curator you might be looking for the um, events manager or programmer or something along those lines but once you have that title you can put that into google like festival curator at xyz festival and you can start looking for the people that you're wanting to connect with follow them on LinkedIn, build relationships with them, invite them for coffee, invite them to an event you're going to, invite them to an event that you're hosting. Be like, hey, I'm really interested in speaking at this event. I'm actually going to be hosting an event in two weeks with Microsoft or Squarespace or like whatever you're doing. I would love for you to join. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're getting savvy. We're introducing the people to who we are. We're We're putting ourselves out there. Come and have it, okay? I do want to just take a second to pause because of course I'm talking I'm mainly talking about networking in a very 
in person type of way and I have the really great privilege of living in London and being able to travel and so if you're listening to this and you don't live in a city like London you live in the countryside just a side note I'm very jealous I love that life (laughs) like maybe you live somewhere where there isn't that thriving creative community I always like I'm like when people are like there isn't really a strong creative community I'm like really you know every single person in that town but let's just say like you live in somewhere maybe a bit more rural a bit more remote maybe you live in a different country but the people that you're wanting to connect with are in a different country or a different city it's not as easy as just like getting on a train 40 minutes down the road to meet somebody and in that kind of situation I would still use these approaches but I would just be looking at doing it in a virtual sense and just making the best of that and making the most of those avenues obviously the internet is fantastic it's great for building relationships but also if I've discovered that like a bunch of people that I really want to wanted to connect with like imagine they all lived in Manchester and Manchester I think is a four hour train ride away and maybe the train ticket would cost me 80 pounds for example if I was really set on meeting all of these people in person or I really wanted to go to an event in Manchester and I felt like it would be really worth it for maybe a goal that I have or something that I'm wanting to create what I would do to make it worth it I'd be like okay I'm gonna be in Manchester Thursday the 17th of September I would just organise to see all the people in the same day. I would book my train ticket and I would organise a coffee at 10, then maybe a lunch at 1.30 and then something later in the evening and then I would get my train ride home. So you've kind of maximised your time, you haven't had to spend loads of money on train tickets, you've just done it all in one day. Actually, I went for coffee. No, I went for breakfast with... A friend of mine and at the end of the breakfast she was like okay I'm actually gonna meet my like the next person I'm going to coffee with here so I'm gonna stay here and I'll see you later and I was like oh my gosh I love that like what a flex like she was just very upfront in terms of like yeah I'm in London for the day so I'm gonna meet all of the people that I want to meet like she lives in Paris so obviously economically it's very handy for her to just meet all the people that she wants to meet in one day and I was like I love this. I love this flex. Like, I just have to say, like, I really appreciate a woman who isn't shy about her intentions, isn't shy about what she wants, is very, like, assertive and forthright in a really kind and respectful way. We need more women like that who put themselves out there, who put themselves forward, who aren't, like, waiting for opportunities to happen. They're actually putting themselves out there to create these opportunities. I love women like that. I'm so inspired by women like that. And you honestly need women like that in your network because it gives you permission to go and then do that yourself. So what happens if you go to a networking event, you buy the ticket, you show up and you don't have any particular goals. You just want to put yourself out there. You want to meet people. Maybe you like the speaker at an event. Maybe you like the theme. You're just going for a good time, which... I have a lot of time for and I do that. I think it's really important. And let's say you go to an event and you meet a couple of people that you really connect with. You're like, oh my gosh, this person is really fun. Maybe it's not someone that you're like, oh, we're going to do business together like in a month or so that you've just had a really good time. 
and perhaps you're thinking, okay, I actually want to hang out with this person again because they really made me laugh. I found them really interesting. I like their perspective. You just connected. What do you do then? So you say, oh my gosh, this was so fun. Let's connect on Instagram. After the event, if you can do this the next day, amazing. I know stuff happens, but if you can do this within like the four days of meeting them, make sure you send them a message and reiterate like how much fun you had meeting them. And then set up an opportunity for you guys to connect again. Go on another coffee, chat more, comment on something that they're doing, like go and see what the world is and how you can get involved. The more you're willing to meet people, have conversations with people, the more you'll realise that humans aren't scary and you don't have to be afraid to put yourself out there. I've had many opportunities and experiences in my life where I've had to meet so many different people. And I think that depending on your career background, maybe you've had to like meet people, but like you worked in a team and the team was like of 12 and the team stayed pretty much the same during the two years that you were there. You don't really meet as much people as many people. But I think because I have had the kind of jobs where I'm always talking to new people. I've, I'm always building, like building connections. I worked in a startup and worked in sales for a year while, where my job was to reach out to like about 50 new connections a week. I've had these opportunities where I've met so many people and had so many conversations that talking to the people and sending someone a DM or sliding into their inbox it doesn't feel scary for me. Like, I am not really afraid of rejection in that way. I'm definitely afraid of rejection in other ways. But I feel totally fine with, like, going up to someone and saying, hey, like, you look amazing. And I think it's because I've had many experiences of allowing people to get to know me, and there have been positive experiences. And so I think that sometimes when we think about networking, we think it's always that we have to receive something or it always has to go somewhere or you have to give that person something where sometimes like maybe you're just wanting to build a friend, a connection, a business bestie, as I like to say, so that you build this like inner confidence to know that like people get to know you and they don't think you're boring, they don't think you're terrible, they don't tell you to fuck off and you're safe and you get the chance that when you do meet someone that you actually, you know exactly the perfect way that you could work together, you then have this past experience of those conversations going well so you don't feel as afraid to reach out. I highly recommend doing that. One thing that I also love to do as well is I love co-working with people. If you know freelancers that are work by themselves, they work in a home office, invite them to co-work. When I did this the other day, there was three of us co-working. It was so fun because one of us would be like, hey, I'm struggling with this. And then the other person would be like, oh, you need to use this app. You need to do it this way. You need to do that. And then somebody else would be like, oh, hey, like, who are you investing with? Or who is your pension with or whatever? And then somebody else would be like, oh, I do it this way. Or I'm thinking of trying that. And you're like, oh, yeah, me too. Da, 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 da. And you start like sharing ideas. 
And when we were co-working, there was this, just this wealth of information that I walked away feeling so nourished and so held. I had a solution for all of these ideas that were like bubbling in my mind, but I just wasn't sure how to put them into action. So sometimes you're networking with people because you want to get a book deal, for example, or you want to get booked at an event. But sometimes you're networking with people so you can have experiences with business owners and realise that, one, you're not the only one struggling with what you're struggling with. And two, that other people have experience and life experiences that you can learn from, which is so, so valuable. The power of community. If you are listening to this and you have a really interesting networking story or you have a really interesting like friendship story, do send them to me on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Kyra the Bold. I would love to hear about the stories you've had. I'll share them on um, a future podcast episode or on my Instagram. And if you're listening to this, make sure you take one of these actions or one of these ideas see how it can apply to you and put it into action of course don't forget future self nights is coming up on the 1st of september um i'm hosting it at the albright townhouse i'm so excited oh my gosh even the opportunity for me to host it at albright networking i knew somebody who worked there i was like hey i'm doing this thing can i do it at your place and they were like yes you need to speak to this person and i spoke to that person it's all networking friends i will do another one another episode like this talking about like partnerships my experience with them so far obviously i think i'm quite new in the game when it comes to partnerships but at the last future self nights i did have people who sponsored the event so i will talk about that in a future episode if there's anything else that you would like me to talk about on the no room for doubt podcast do drop me a message i'm really open to your ideas and i will talk about them on a future episode so i cannot wait to see you at future self nights bring a friend bring that person that you really want to connect with get them a ticket to and I will see you there. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Sometimes my tongue gets tied. Thank you so much for listening. And I cannot wait to see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.